Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Michael Barr, Sands Eben Novi Williams. We're here with the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where... You and I. You and I. He's like, where he was in Mon- Where was he last time? Boise or where? Where is he now? He's somewhere four hours north of Toronto. Uh, canoeing trip, the annual canoeing trip, where you know they they haul the fish out, cut it open, have some. You know that, that's Evan. <laughs> you stick your face in the water, bring up a fish, and you know. Yeah, yeah that's market. what I could say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to explore the big money issues in the world of sports, and let's start. First of all, the All-Star Game. I thought it was a good All-Star Game. I have a basic problem with the All-Star Game that I've had for years. Years and years and years. Which is? That the best players start the game. So when it's at its apex, when the game's on the line in the 8th and the ninth inning, there's a bunch of guys that maybe I haven't heard of or lots of people haven't heard of. You bring in the lesser lights. So, I mean, I don't mean to. They're All-Stars. It's great. But I want to see Jacob deGrom facing Mike Trout in the ninth inning. Well, I know you need a closer. Yes, but but they're out of the game by then. Then I got some guy I never heard of facing a reliever that I've never heard of. Yeah, who's this Aroldis Chapman guy? (laughs) No, I mean, no, I mean, it's it's politics. It's all politics. Well, it's not politics. It's baseball. Starters start. Yeah, but but still, I mean, you have to. If if why can't you save your why can't you save your best players for later in the game? Well, you why do you have to all you're voting the most popular players start the game? That's a problem. Because then they're out when the game is on the line. They but don't then play. you've got thirty teams in there. I, so let those lesser lights start. Yes, let the lesser let them pick a team, pick the the all star team. Then you let the manager decide who starts the game and who he's going to save for the ninth inning. I want my biggest stars in the game when the game is on the line. But a lot of people turn. See, now we're getting all off topic. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people tune in at the start. To see these, they, these the big if guys. If they're tuning in, they're going to tune in anyway. Yeah. That's my point. They'll watch. Anyway, let's get to why we want to talk I'm about sorry. because Justin Verlander. He's saying, hey, he the had ball some, is juice. He had some stuff to say. Yeah. But the interesting part to me now is, you know why he's asserting, I mean, that we've heard this before, right. but the, the critical assertion now is that Major League Baseball owns Rawlings, which... Hmm. Of course, was sold last year right. and which supplies baseball with the official right. balls. They did a study last year that said, yes, there's something different, but we don't know why. So the, the players are now saying, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's see if I have this right. Seidler Equity Partners, a private equity company controlled by the owner of the San Diego Padres, with Major League Baseball also as an investor, and acquires the company that makes the balls. The balls are different. They don't know why. But the balls are flying out of ballparks. Now, Rob Manfred says, no, the balls are fine. They're not juiced. Well, says, we don't know if why they're different, but it's you're giving ammo. I mean, it's a weird spot for Major League Baseball to be in as owner of the company that supplies the balls, and now you don't know why they're different or what's going on. I mean, obviously, if you're a pitcher like Justin Verlander, you have a pretty good idea about what you think about the, the baseball, but... Well, I mean, you know what he said. He, he called it an effing joke. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, it, he was not playing It around. was very funny to see, by the way, 
how so players want to tippy-toe. So many players didn't want to comment, particularly the pitchers. And then they said, well, Verlander said this. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we agree. And then everybody, oh, Justin, Justin's talking about it? Why don't we talk about it, too? Yeah, an it's old true. guy from Detroit, man, to come just say what they want to say, man. Didn't become a winner until Houston. Oh, <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. No, he, well, that's I'm true. Sure yeah, that. that's true. He did win the World Series. Yes, he but, won the World but Series. He, but he went to the World Series with the Tigers also. How nice. Are you happy when your team goes and doesn't win? Anyway, man. Thanks. Once again, just give me a uh, travel to Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> on Thomas Magnum. On Magnum P.I., by the way. That was good. My favorite one. I like that. My favorite one. It, it, you know, I forgot what was the big one. problem? Did you, you know what the big problem was? What? He didn't realize it was Trammell and Whitaker. Oh, that's right. He didn't. They were at the bar, and right, he gave him tickets to the game. Yeah. He didn't realize it was And then Trump. they that's gave each other that look yes. before they went to the next scene, yes. man. So <laughs> I forgot about that. Even Higgy Baby would have known it was Trammell and Whitaker. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Evan's story. And uh, congratulations again to the U.S. women's soccer team and their World Cup win. Big parade my tonight. Big parade. Going on, uh, well, as we're taping this, it's going on right now. Yeah. And, Canyon of Heroes. Yeah. It, and by the way, uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio said uh, this is great for the Canyon of Heroes because usually it's there for men. And now you have the women there and it's changing. And it's change that has been needed for a long time. Well, you, you want to laugh. Doing what we do, um, of course, sometimes our family members annoy us with requests. <laughs> y you know what I got from my sister yesterday? I mean, and I had to let her down nicely. And I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say anything I want here. But she sends me a text message at, I don't know, 3 or 4 o'clock yesterday. The old hook me up. With you. Do you think, do you think my niece, Sydney, who's, uh, you know, probably, I think she's 11 or 12, plays yeah. soccer. Do you think that maybe you could get Sydney some time with Alex Morgan? She, she, I thought, I she thought was, it was for tickets to go. No, 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 no. Tickets, I, there's no tickets. Just show up. But how ridiculous is it that my sister is uh, the day before the parade says to me, "Do you think maybe you can get some time for Sydney with Alex Morgan?" Yeah, let me call Alex. Chop chop. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> they were out partying hardy yesterday. Then they're going oh. to the right, you know, to the parade, and then from what I understand, right to the ESPYS. Yep. Yeah. So my, my answer was simple. No. <laughs> no, I do not. Think. I said, listen, I will make some calls for you next time she's in town. But today. Maybe a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. May, maybe a little uh, heads up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway. but, it, but you know what? a let's, lot of money. But let, let's talk about why. My niece is just an example of what's exactly. going on. So 14.3 million viewers on Fox. Most watch English, English language soccer game in the U.S. since the women beat Japan in 2015. And, of course, you know, the men didn't qualify for the World Cup. Sales of merchandise, soaring, yep. Yep. soaring. And, of course, this is all going on while we have this equal pay dispute going on between U.S. soccer and the women's team, which is by far more popular than the men's, right? We, and Evan and I were talking about this earlier this week and, and about the key to the whole thing is keeping that demand that we have right now going. Because if you talk to Megan Rapino, she's saying, look, we're done talking about this. You know, do the women deserve more than the men and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's time for some action. And here we are. Well, it is an interesting debate in how much does each team generate. As they don't operate as standalone teams. You know, if, if you put up 
what the men's World Cup generates and what the U.S. team gets from FIFA and U.S. soccer and the women's team. The men do generate more revenue. But as a percentage of revenue that is generated, the women get more. So that's the argument U.S. soccer is trying to make. But still, the women are saying, look at what we are doing as a standalone team. We deserve to get the same privileges and pay as the men. And right now, if you just want to take it from a hearts and minds standpoint, it's hard to argue. Yeah, I agree. It's, An I economist mean, would make a different argument, but a hearts and minds standpoint, it's hard. It simply comes down to demand. And there's a lot of demand right well, now let's see if there's for the demand. women's soccer team. For the U.S. national team, yes. there is demand. Now let me see what the demand is when they all go their separate ways and they play NWSL soccer. Will people go to those games or will it like it be last? Will it be like last time, excuse me, where, yeah, Carly Lloyd came. I think the first game she didn't even start the game. Big crowds and then fizzle. Budweiser came as a sponsor. They're on. They got an ESPN deal. Great. Now, will people watch? Will it aggregate eyeballs? Because if it does not aggregate eyeballs, it will not generate revenue. If it does, if it does not generate revenue, then we must wait till four years from now to once again people will talk about the women's team. Demand, demand, demand. Yeah. Uh, what a nice problem to have for uh, Mikhail Prokhorov, Nets owner. Uh, the, and uh, this is another Evan story. Uh, they expect uh, to have record revenue after signing Durant and, uh, and Irving. Yeah, I got an email while I was in Edmonton, and thanks for bringing it up, Barr. Thank you very much. The Connecticut Junior Rangers. Oh, wait a minute. We haven't we haven't finished the show yet. You weren't going. There. I was. You I was. Right. I was in the. Just, just All right. Hold so on. we'll wait. We'll wait. I, wait for that. So uh, yeah, I got an email from Prokhorov's folks saying, "Hey, would you like to ask Mikhail a question or some questions?" Uh, about the acquisitions. So, of course, Evan and I were like, well, what's it mean for the bottom line? You know, have these seen anything? And Prokhorov responded that this will be a record-setting year for the Nets in revenue. They've already sold more tickets yeah. this season than they did for next season than they did all of last season. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that tells you. And by the way, Kevin Durant ain't playing. Yeah. I mean, this is everybody knows Kevin's but, not playing. But, but I bet you the merchandise is yeah, out there. Well, the we want to talk about this another time, but what a great time this is for fanatics. You've got all stars changing teams, and then that's that's the the the, uh, the Sunday. You want the double cherry on top. You've got the number one selling jersey guy, LeBron James, changing his number. Yeah. So that folks will now go out and have to buy more LeBron James jerseys. This is a lot like just some comparison I was thinking about. If you bought an album, the actual vinyl album. What's an album, uh, people are saying? saying. Yeah, yeah, well, what is, what's what the an heck album? is that? What was your favorite album, by the way? What my favorite album? Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, cool in the Gang with the Summer Madness track. All right. All right. I love that one. That right. was That's my favorite song. Journey, man. Yeah. Journey, yeah, yeah, the album cover journey. Yeah, okay. But Side track. now, after that, then they brought out CDs. Yeah. So now it's like, well, wait a minute. I got to get rid of this, and then I got to get the CD. So now you've generated a whole new audience to go buy CDs, or I should say, or maybe even uh, audio cassette before the CDs. Look at you, you're you're Mr. Eight Track. So yeah, I was too. Popping in the eight track. I had one of those, uh, man. The theme, the shaft. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if Evan even knows what an eight track is. We'll ask him when he's back. Now you stream. So now yeah. you got. So in other words, you, you're building an audience. Same thing for jerseys. It's like you, the, your favorite player changes a team. So you buy that new jersey. But or at least changes fanatics had fanatics had that nice fan guarantee where within a certain time frame, if that happened, you could return it and get the next jersey. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's understanding. What but then the I'd, keep, wants. I'd keep the other jerseys. Well, that's, that's you, man. If you're flush like you, you don't have to spend more money. <laughs>
<laughs> we born. we got to congratulate. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And um, my, your son, uh, don't be surprised if your son one day says, you know what? I'm smelling the NHL. That's silly. I wouldn't talk about that at age 10. But I will tell you that the Connecticut Junior Rangers went to the Brick Invitational Tournament, which is the top tournament for 10-year-olds in North America. Woo-hoo. I'm talking these uh, these kids play like they're 15. <laughs> this, the, this was the best of the best. So we knew we had a good team, but we're playing against clubs like the Toronto Bulldogs, Toronto Pro Hockey, Team Alberta. and They were, we were, they in were Edmonton. born on ice. Yes, ex- exactly. And by the way, some of the other U.S. teams, the Junior Blackhawks, the Junior Red Wings, the Junior Bruins, the Western yep. Selects, which was, you know, the Rocky Mountains and everything West, one team. Um, how about this bar? Ready? 8-0. 8-0 with a 3-2 overtime victory in the championship game over Team Alberta with I don't know how many crazy Albertans ringing their cowbells and cheering against us. And my son played the semifinal, not the final. Credit to um, Luke O'Neill, our other goaltender, who, by the way, will be playing on my son's. We're going to play together next year, which I'm so happy about. With about 35 seconds to go in the game, Alberta had a two-on-o breakaway. One of our defensemen fell down. Two-on-o breakaway, tied at two, and he made a sick blocker save to keep the game tied, go to overtime, and we win 3-2 about 30 seconds in. You got to post that on Twitter. For, it's a first American team to win the Brick tournament since 2002. Man, oh man. You you know what? Jackson, you are the man. It was not just Jackson was I Jackson was good, not great. He was good, not great, but man the team was whew, oh. They came together. They re, it did not look so good in our prep. But coach broke them down. Jeff Hamilton yeah. broke broke him down, former NHL players coach, and then put him back together in in the right way. Oh, see now now that I have the goose pimples, I, I like that man. That's a proud papa there. I like uh, you that. know what? I will. I'll, I'll put some. I think I had some stuff on Twitter. The Rangers retweeted the congratulations. Yeah, the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers. That's oh really? Yeah, the New York Rangers retweeted the congratulations to the Connecticut Sweet. Junior Rangers. Is you know we're affiliated obviously with the Rangers. Oh, this is the Bloomberg. See what you learned. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick, Sands, Evan Novi Williams. Yeah, Canada man. Funny, he's in Canada. I I leave Canada, he goes. So we we have a presence there all the time. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world, and online wherever you get your podcast. Go Jackson.